revolution from your bed. Welcome back. Oh my god, this week has been insane and great things are happening. The patient school is doing so well in terms of a very young seed stage startup. We're having an amazing new team member and we started our clubhouse club. We will also start another club for this podcast and I will let you know more about it. But for today, I wanted to talk about something that was kind of occupying my time this week back and forth because I hear a lot about it from listeners, which is toxic relationships and codependency. So another disclaimer, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, I'm not certified to give you any advice of this sort. I will look at it from perspective of a life survivor and somebody who wants to basically motivate himself to keep on going despite everything that happens. I'm not going to share too much of personal stories because I want to respect previous partners in my life, but I must say that I had my fair share of toxic or codependency-based relationship, and I want to tell you that it's growing. I hear more and more about people that despite their success, despite their self-worth, despite their sense of accomplishment and everything that it's basically okay with their self-esteem on the outside, they choose to stay, and I say stay and not choose the partner, choose to stay with partners who basically either toxic to them or together create with them this kind of mixed cocktail of codependency. Basically, codependency is a relationship in which both sides activates each other buttons all the time and using each other triggers without, most times, without noticing or without wanting to do so. And this creates a double dependency in which your trauma is incited by another person's trauma and vice versa. And just it's like a vicious circle. I'll give an example. If one person is a pleaser and the other person is a taker, so it will be kind of a one-sided relationship. But if one person is a pleaser and the other person is kind of a narcissist, then he will kind of maybe, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this pleaser and keep him all the time in this kind of hamster wheel. Because one side, I'm talking about the narcissist this time, will probably be very happy that the other side is a pleaser and will feed it but not all the way. I mean that a lot of times we feel in the beginning of a relationship that it's not working because somebody is putting us kind of a back burner, right? Somebody is not really treating us the way we should and he's always nice to us only when he needs something or she needs something and it's super annoying. So imagine being in a relationship in which you're always kind of on the back burner. So it's kind of hot and cold. One side can really understand that the other side really wants him or her but is not really ready for a commitment, but also not ready to lose the other person. So it will play this kind of, let's play this hot and cold game. This can create a very dangerous codependency because basically it can last even for years. And sometimes you sit with people and you evaluate them so much and you say, oh my God, like you sold the company in $2 million, but you tell me that somebody's have you kind of wrapped around your finger. So it's important for me to say judgment is not never a good thing. But in these cases, we never know what kind of a relationship type a person is. 
because you can see somebody who is top of his game professionally or maybe is a great friend for you, is a great employee, employer, I don't know, is a mentor in your life. But people basically take scars and traumas from their childhood, from their growing up, from other relationships, from their disbeliefs. If you saw 500 Days of Summer, it's a beautiful movie with Zoe Deschanel and Jason uh, Gordon-Levitt. Jason? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, sorry. That really kind of talk about specifically this illusion from love because we look at movies and shows from Hollywood and we say oh this is uh, I'm going to be completely lonely and the day is going to be completely rainy and I'm going to bump into somebody in the street and I'm not going to take care of my problems no but when I meet the other person the other person is going to completely save me so I must tell you as a person who is really experienced in this I was in bed and I was so sick that at some point I thought, oh, doctors are not going to help me, but you know what's going to help me? Love. And with the zero almost percentage of energy that I had, I chose to actually look for love online. I was so sick I could not even let, get out of bed and I was looking for love because I thought love is going to save me. But what about my issues? What about my problem? Am I ready for a relationship? Is it fair for the other person that I'm in this kind of condition? And surprisingly, you, you should realize that you can be loved in any situations. And I was loved and appreciated and courted and sorted off after even when I was really sick in bed. But it wasn't the right solution because the solution was self-empowerment, the solution of self-growth and then love. Good one. Good healthy, growing, nurturing relationship comes when you're ready. But what happens if we not always in the right position? Like, should we do 10 years of therapy and then find love? No, I think that it's an ongoing process. And my greatest criticism on this topic is that therapy is not publicly available in a way that it should be like medical care, should be completely free or totally subsidized, emotional support but also therapy and growth processes. And of course, you have a lot of alternative stuff, but I'm talking about the basics for now. And I've mentioned a few times, my, my buddies from bodyhelp.org, a great, great, great solution for people to listen to you and even to get online professional therapy. But what happens if you're already in a process of some sort and you find yourself over and over and over again in shitty relationships and... My answer is always to look inside. My answer is always search for your patterns, search for your uncomfortable zones, uncomfort zones, those uh, places that you know because you feel it in your heart, you know that you're not acting in a way that serves you. When you let somebody else plays with you, when you let somebody else kind of determine or set the tone, and when you feel that you've been controlled or you're being toxic to or that it's not where you want to be, you need to look inside. And I have a friend who is a great life coach and he told me something very interesting in, when I was in one of my previous relationships. And he told me, look at it as a playground because you're in a codependency right now. You have nothing to lose. If you're honest with this girl and tell her, listen, I know that you are not willing to commit, for instance, but I'm willing to try and improve myself in the process. So it's such an interesting perspective because if you look at it as a playground and you look at it as a 
place that you can improve yourself, you have nothing to lose. But because it's our heart and our emotion, of course, thread carefully. I think that this retrospect is always the solution. And I think that eventually we are looking at a situation in which relationships, for better or worse, are always based on mutual transaction. And many of the relationships, you look around you and you say, oh, they're such a lovely couple. I really, really want to tell you something. And I, I know people that have been through 10 years of self-development. And I know of people who've been to zero self-development. And I must tell you that most of the relationships I've seen in my life are unhealthy because like exactly like we we're not taught at school how to deal with finances and how to be grown up and how to deal with life and and nobody teaches us how to be parents or how to be anything but maybe being an employee nobody teaches us anything and nobody teaches us to communicate our need and nobody teaches us to be in a very healthy and fruitful communicative based relationship and i'm sure that like we have the patient school there should be I'm sure there is a relationship school. I think that everybody should be trained in being in a relationship because we basically have a fiction. We have a fantasy in our head. We think that our ideal partner is an ex. And I've seen radical cases, especially back home, in which people, they don't even see the person anymore. They see the ex in the equation and, oh, you have this kind of job and this kind of hair and this kind of way you make me feel in the first month or two. I will keep you, but there is nothing more to it. And people don't understand that there is a very clear separation between the initial attraction that can happen physically, biologically between a lot of people and actually building, nurturing, empowering, pushing relationship. We need to be taught and we need to self-develop. And if we are encountering again and again and again this toxic relationship, like I've heard about cases in which people are on and off again, even though it's never working. And I tell, okay, you've been a couple for a few years. You've been to even couples therapy. You did everything you could and you cannot get along. And so there is one of two problems in my unprofessional opinion. It's either you're not looking in and you're just looking at the conflict or you're not a good match and you need to break it up. But people know I'm going to linger. I'm going to keep these people, my Facebook friends, and I'm going to follow them on Instagram and to watch everything they do and to be re-triggered all the time. Guys, be brave, like cut the cord. Like when I'm breaking up with somebody, uh, it's the hardest thing to do, but hey, you put them on hide. You don't have to delete everybody. You can even stay friends when time comes, when both of you are mature and in a place that is not hurting both of you. But guys, what up? Like, do you think you can heal and move on if you're in an on and off, codependent, toxic relationship, if you keep on following each other and idealize on the other person, you know exactly what you're getting. And we know it very, very fast. I rarely see in a situation that in around two weeks, I haven't know exactly who is the person in front of me. But we have this belief and we have this lack of self-esteem and we punish ourselves and we come from this place that I'm not deserving. And I don't know, life is too short, but yes, I'm gonna give him or her a chance. Yes, that's good to give people a chance. People can grow. But if you're in a place that you see after the first few weeks that the other person is not what you, I'm putting an emphasis. It's not what you want. It's not about what you want. Is it what you need right now? 
is it somebody you can share something the, the exchange between you are making you grow and even if it's painful growth is it making you growth is it serving you but also are you bringing yourself fully into this relationship you cannot be half as in a relationship and people always do the same mistake oh I'm not gonna show my true self I'm going to hold it back because 10 years ago somebody hurt my feelings so this person who has nothing to do with with the other person he's gonna pay the price and I'm not going to give him anything who are you punishing what do you have to lose like if you're in process bring yourself to the process bring yourself communicate your need reflect if you're not trained in reflect you Have a date and after the date like we do in teacher school you sit down and you write two paragraphs about your reflection what did you learn from this date what did you feel how does the other person makes you feel you think it's stupid it's not because we are not trained in self-reflection are you journaling if you're not journaling and if you're not reflecting and if you're not expressing yourself how do you expect in a relationship to be in a place in which you say what you feel and you communicate your needs people are like Oh my God, I cannot keep on dating with her because she can't understand me. And I'm like, have you told her what you feel and what's your problem with her? No, of course not. I'm not going to expose myself. So like, guys, like, like, I don't get it. Like, we have friends that we share with things about our partners, but our partners have no idea that we have any problem with them. This has to end. All the wars, all the troubles, all the problems I've ever seen in my life in these wars are over. coming from lack of communication everything medical wrong with how people treat patient like I've experienced lack of communication diplomacy problem between country lack of communication couple problem lack of communication business problem lack of communication learn how to communicate this is the only reason I keep on teaching in an academy online in courses soon in another project I'll announce I'm keep on teaching storytelling and public speaking and Even though I'm doing other things in my life because I need to teach people how to communicate because if I couldn't communicate my needs, I would have been dead right now or still in bed a hundred percent disabled. You're in a relationship, bring yourself, share your thought like I don't like the way you treat me or I do like the way you treat me. I like this, I don't like this. I'm triggered right now. Could you give me two minutes? Could you give me 10 minutes? Could you give me two days? I'm triggered. I want to communicate. I want to share with you why am I triggered? What are my traumas? Nobody is a clean slate. Nobody comes fresh clean. We are all products of our childhood, of our parents, of our lives, of our experience, and we should bring ourselves forward. I want to conclude with something that I want you to take with you, a take-home message. People like me who lost physical years of life don't want to waste any more moments. Another one of life. But I'm talking especially to the patients here and people who experience some sort of less or a lack of self-esteem because of a, let's call it physical weakness or physical challenge. You don't allow yourself to be in a shitty relationship because you are sick. This thing that I hear over and over and over again from chronic illness patients or disabled people that I'm with this person because nobody will accept me because I have lupus or I have diabetes or I whatever. You are a beautiful, amazing, charming, funny, cool, awesome, amazing unicorn of an individual and you deserve the best this world can give you. I'll see you in the next time. Peace out. Peace out.